This week, we watch anime, but with style and grace. And I add some long overdue female perspective. I'm Kyle. I'm his wife, Christine. And we watch anime. What a special week we're going to have. We're going to cover a beautiful series, one that properly illustrates human motion, tells a touching love story, and still has enough space on the ice ring to involve nosebleeds and etchy fan service at Hot Springs. That's right, we are covering the Yaoi Romance Figure Skating Sports Anime Yuri on Ice. But before we begin, wait, you're not Garrett. No, I certainly am not. So uh, before we start, <laughs> Do I know you? Hmm. Yes, you know. It's 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 it seems like you have a special relationship with me. What would that happen to be? Yeah, I just uh, happen to be married to you. Oh, that's right. I'm in the house with my wife. What a lovely treat we have. This week we are doing a super noob review of Yuri on Ice. It's a great show. Um, and I brought my wife along. Uh, Garrett is having a vacation this weekend, so we'll be having a nice, uh, you know, couples. Uh, couples on the couch moment, maybe even almost a Netflix and chill moment with this anime. Um, but before we begin, we want to encourage people to rate and comment on our podcast pages, um, as that's what we're going to get people's eyes on our podcast. So thank you in advance. So yeah, once again, this show is really interesting in that an anime came out before the manga. So the uh, manga came out in 2017, but the anime came out in 2016. So uh, this is a truly new property, um, and we're having our first crack at the Yaoi and boy love genre. Um, even though uh, this does a better job of handling the boy love relationship than other kind of versions of it, we'll talk about what that means in a bit. But first, let's talk a little bit about uh, my, my guest here, my wife, Christine. So Christine, um, first questions first. What is it like to have a weeb as a husband? Um, well, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, this is certainly the world of Anime is something that I knew zero about mm -hmm. before we started dating. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, it took many years before you, <laughs> you actually introduced Even, it properly to me. It's like, I'm, it's like uh, you know, showing off my pictures from when I was a baby. Like, yeah. it's one of those things in which I'm like, hi, you're marrying this man. You're going to be, thankfully, you'll be taking on my last name. Great. And then also, here's my nerdness. <laughs> I like, think you are smart in your approach because um, <laughs> I, I am definitely a book lover. So uh -huh. to introduce me to manga mm -hmm. first was a really good choice. So mm -hmm. um, this is my first venture into anime, which is quite different. Right. So, um, you know, as I said, every time I go to a bookstore, I try to be like, ooh, I think you'd like this one. Ooh, I think you'd like this one or this one. Um, and you have kind of taken on a few which uh, properties. Which ones have you taken on so far? Uh, the first one I started off with, I know is a popular one, it's Death Note, and it was a really dark one. <laughs> it's an interesting, I know people are going to be like, why did you start her on that one? But I don't know, I didn't want her to start on like, you know, Anime Breasts or something like that. I wanted to have... Well, yeah, I mean, just looking at the covers... Mm -hmm. of the books in that section <laughs> like, it's like don't look at the don't look at the cat girl with a large rack on the front holding this very long gun don't worry about that it's a real genre it's a real something that honestly you're like. it felt like i was in an adult section and it was embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> but when you pointed me to death note it it seemed like mm -hmm. it was not i was like it's weird that like a shinigami a man that can kill someone by writing in a book is enough to uh 
bring you down to earth in comparison to everything else. <laughs> um, and also, you I've introduced you to Skippy, which I think you really liked, right? I do, yeah. I, I think what was interesting about that is I just wanted to get more of a feel of Japanese culture mm, in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Skippy was a really good one to kind of understand how celebrity and talent is handled in mm. their culture. So that's kind of a fun, lighthearted one to watch. And what's crazy about these kind of shows is that also with, also with manga, what you get over anime is that they'll explain cultural nuances of like suffixes and what this person's saying when they mean this. And they'll give you a little bit more context. So that's another reason why you should buy the manga is because you'll get that little extra out of it. But uh, Christine, uh, I picked this show for two reasons. One, I think you would have liked it. I wonder why. I know. And the second thing is, you're not really a sports fan, but the one thing you are a huge fan of is Olympics, and I, specifically figure skating. I think that's an understatement. Right. You have <laughs> a huge proclivity for, like, I get really amped up watching football, and, like, I'll be like, football. But, like, if I come down the stairs and figure skating on, she's like, out! Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, I want to make sure I see the technical score and all that stuff. So this is something that, while this medium is a, a new thing for you, Christine, the sport itself is something you're very familiar with. So you'll be able to actually give us a little bit of an expertise on it, so, which I really like. Happy to do it. Yeah. So to start, as we normally do, you've, you've listened to uh, the show and Garrett does it. Um, what I do, normally do here is I say, what is this show about? What is Yuri on Ice about? So maybe you can give us a quick synopsis on what the story is all, all entails. What I would say about Yuri on Ice is it's about fabulous costumes. Right. Music. Drama. A little bit of flirtation, Ooh. all that encompasses the wonderful world of ice skating, and mm. makes me go. Ee! Yeah, you squeed a few times. Tears may have dropped, but we'll talk about that a little bit as we go over for it. I think the first thing that I I think for me, even though figure skating and like boy love yaoi is not necessarily my genre that I normally go to, the one thing I will give the show complete credit for is its production value. So I don't know about you when you watched it, did you not think that like just visually, this thing looks stunning. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I have to say, without having seen one anime before this, mm -hmm. I half expected that all anime really needs to have, um, like, a disclaimer that it may cause seizures. Right, like, you know, I'm transforming. I think The Simpsons made fun of that, too. Like, where it was like, careful, this causes seizures, and, like, they flashed the entire episode. Yeah, I just, I expect it to be really fast-moving. Right. And just really overstimulation mm -hmm. with visuals. But mm. this was not that at all. I, it is just so pleasing to watch it really was i would say from the color to the drawing to the way they even modeled human motion i think yeah they were it was really top-notch the music too oh we're gonna have to definitely give factor to we are definitely going to give the music its own take and in fact you're not going to hear this christine while we're recording this but i'm going to be adding musical interludes to make sure that we're landing hitting our landings every time we do this uh so but first some information that you need to know is that they're actually used, uh, there's actually a record for this show. It broke the record for the most key animators. It took 48 people who were basically lead animators in different properties to make this show. So what they, that means is, is that normally a show would take, you know, a couple people, a few supervisors. This one took like all of them, put them into a giant room and just made sure they got all the intricate nature of each toe loop and, and triple lutz. And, and I think it shows in the way that it, it presented itself. 
I mean, you can tell it's just really oppressive. Mm -hmm. And if somebody watches it, would, did it, did it really exemplify what it looks like as motion? Yeah, it did it really well. Mm. There are some things that obviously is super challenging to do to really get mm. the footwork that's mm. involved in it. Mm -hmm. But even when you watch it, a live person doing it, they move too fast for right. you to even be able to see it properly. It's like watching hockey. You think everybody's going really slowly, but when you actually see it on ice, it's insanely fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kenji Miyamoto was the model for this. Uh, he was a figure skating champion. He was like 10 time. He's in did pairs with his uh, partner, Rie Matsuzaka. And they, um, they won the ICU 10 times in a row. So he actually did the competition that Yuri did. He's not based on what Yuri is, but he also, they actually used a real figure skater and like drew him intricately to get these, uh, the motions down. That's amazing. And the one thing that I had, my only quibble about the visuals, and I don't think you noticed this, but I noticed it, is that there was a lot of twinkling. Like every time something happened or like there's a big movement, they were like twinkle, 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 twinkle. They added like, it's like they added confetti to the animation. And I was just like, I just remember, it's like watching lens flares in Star Trek. <laughs> You're like looking at it like, Ugh! Like little flashes of tw twinkle here and there, but ultimately that's like a small quibble in comparison to what you're supposed to get out of the show. But I don't know. I mean, they had the just the movement of the hair along with right the movement. Right. Oh, it's enough to make that. me even go. <laughs> so there's some handsome, handsome boys in the show. Uh, so yeah, let's 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 give music a little bit of space, but we're definitely gonna go more into this because the music is amazing. Hmm. You and I, I think. I appreciate you watching this with me because I almost now cynically watch anime, specifically when it comes to the intros and the endings. I want to get through the shows quick. I've already probably seen several episodes on each series and stuff like that. And so I'll, I'll see the, the intro once or twice, and then I'll just skip it every time, much like a Netflix show. But you took the time to say, no, Kyle, I want to watch the intro. And I appreciate that because now, because it's a great song. So let's talk about History Maker by the artist Dean Fujioka, which... I think you and I, like, even now, will, like, walk around and sing Born to Make History all the time, but... Oh, I've had it in my head all week. The whole week. Seriously, it's, you know, you're just like, Born to Make History. It's genius. It's, it's amazing. It's, I, like, I... And also with the visuals that they have in the intro, it really gets you amped up. So, so I know, as a new fan, why you want that is because, like, you like to be able to get into it at your own pace, and this really like slowly brings you into it. I'm just like, give me to the, give me to the ice skating, get me to the story, give me to all that. But you're like, no, let's let's do it as it's meant to be watched. And so I really appreciate that. Um, there's also like really good music when they do the the shows. So one of the songs that they have uh, before we get the car before the horse, because we'll talk about the other songs. Let's talk about the first three episodes. I think. It really is kind of, a, once again, like we do with most of these, is a kind of a tale of two halves. The first three episodes really just set up the conflict, the relationship between uh, Yuri and Victor, you know, set up the setting, what the stakes are. And then after that, they kind of led more into like a sports anime with more competitions, more, you know, what it means to be an ice skater. So let's just talk about the first three and what are some big things you took out of it. So first off, set up, who's our main protagonist? What's his deal? All that stuff. There is, the main character is named Yuri. Yuri. Which, um, as you'll find out later, there is another Yuri. Yeah, that was really confusing. For some weird reason. <laughs> they could have picked any other name, but they right. decided, okay, we'll just have a second Yuri. We'll have two of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off where he is, uh, has lost a competition really badly, mm -hmm. a nice game competition, and feels really bad about himself. Mm. He kind of sulks away going home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's older too, right? He's not like just getting into the sport. Like this is kind of 
in terms of like skating age, he's like kind of an old man at this point. He is. He's in his twenties. Yeah. Um, which, which is so is bizarre a to bit think. Old. Which is kind of bizarre to think that like he's like close to being a retiree at twenty three or twenty two, twenty three, whatever he is at this show. Yeah, but when you know anything about the sport and you know mm. Olympic sports in particular, you know that that's not an yeah. uncommon thing. Yeah, the, it's really well, like a very short window you can be competitive, which they brought up in the show as well. So he's going home after a long time away. Mm -hmm. His family, um, he goes back home to his family, mm -hmm. and um, they notice that he is a bit out of shape. Yeah, that's one thing. Him. This is like one of the big pins that I wanted to put in it is that. They fat shame you're like, nobody's business. In fact, there was one scene that I thought was really funny where, like, he's like, look how fat he got. He, like, wraps his hand around. The coach wraps his hand around, just starts, like, jiggling his belly. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this show is, man, Japan is not, not shy about weight. Like, I feel like, you know, the United States is getting more into the idea of, like, body positivity, but I don't think any of the countries are anywhere close there. And this showed. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's down in the dumps, got a little bit of a paunch, but... He's made it home. He lives in a like a hot spring, which I think is, oh, is awesome. That's it's an amazing setting. Bes besides the boil of fantasy that you probably watched in this, Christine, I think the bigger fantasy, the bigger kind of like more porny thing that is, is just having a hot spring near your bedroom. Knowing you, it's like, ooh, a bath. Keep going. <laughs> Everything about this show just plays into the things that I like. Really? That's why I was like, I was like, you know check you know you know living next to a hot spring check cute boys you know at the hot spring check all that stuff <laughs> so yeah down in the dom he doesn't know what he's doing what, what happened next so he finally decides to get back into the uh, the ice rink mm -hmm. and he unknowingly is being recorded mm -hmm. by a girl that he knows who works there and she posts it mm. and it gets around, people get to seeing it, mm -hmm. and then you see that um, his idol, Victor, notices it. Yes, the handsome Victor from uh, this show is, uh, he's Russian, and he's also like like a professional, uh, you know, he's like the best of the best. Victor Nik Nikiforov, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, yeah, so, so he gives, he kind of redoes Victor's uh, routine right. and some records and he watches it. So what does that happen? What happens there after that? So Victor decides that he actually, since he was at his peak, it seemed like he was wanted to retire mm -hmm. yeah. and decided to come to Yuri and coach him. Which is, and he did it in, not like a meet you at the airport and shake your hand kind of thing, or here's my no. business card. You want to be my coach? How does he introduce himself, Christine? He goes into the lovely hot spring. Which, who wouldn't, right? I mean, that's what I would do, I know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Yuri's like, oh, Victor's here? I see his dog. Oh, my God, there's no way. My, my idol can't be at my, my family's hotel. So let me see. Is he in the hot spring? It's a it's a very dramatic way of like anything else in the show that they would yeah. they would they would present someone like that. Yeah. And then but he wasn't just present he he more than presented himself, Christine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean he was like a Greek god. Yes. Aggressively up naked. From the, the hot street. springs and they strategically don't show certain things but show mm -hmm. his bare ass. And he doesn't like he can't turn off his like figure skatedness, so even while he's naked, he's like Hi there, I'm your new coach, Victor, and like poses for him with just with just like the tiniest like 
Fountainhead covering his junk. Yeah. It's like, hi there, I'm your new coach, and here's my nude, my nude wiener, all that stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's keep. So he, they decide to. I mean, Yuri obviously says yes. I mean, there's, you know, you know, what else happens? You know, keep. Uh, let's keep talking through these these first two shows. Yeah. So then, um, he immediately starts. Victor starts working Yuri into shape right yes. away. He goes from pudgy to thin. Apparently, he has like the superpower of like becoming skinny very quickly as opposed to other people. He, he's known for his stamina, so he's able to get back in shape fairly quickly. So, And then the other Yuri comes into the picture. You would hope that like the other Yuri wouldn't be another main character, but he is a secondary, kind of pretty close character. So this is my question. Right. With the name Yuri, mm -hmm. it would be one thing if it is a popular name in Japan and there are two Japanese people, but right. there is a Japanese Yuri... And a Russian Yuri. And a Yuri. Russian Yuri. And the weird thing is that, like, Yuri is a Yuri plane, but, like, Yuri P, well, that's what we'll call him, like, the Russian Yuri, is, like, Yurchenska. So even that's, like, a short name. And, like, I'm like, why? Why did we do this? There was no reason for this. No, they poke fun out of it a little bit, but it still really makes no sense. So let's talk about Yuri P. That boy is one tough mother who also figure skates like he is this like weird mix of like i'm the bad boy i got my fingerless gloves i got my hoodie on all the time i got flaming skulls all over my shirt but like when i'm gonna karate kick you i can make sure it's a perfect plie <laughs> when i do a roundhouse kick on you like he's like really badass for the sport that he plays <laughs> in the most fantastic way. I know, he's and still I like, he, he's like this skinny twig too, so he's not this like, he's very much like a twinkle toes, but he's also like, grr, I got my, my fist that I'm gonna punch you with, like, it just doesn't, it's, I don't know, it's a weird, a weird striation for me, and he's really mad that, he, that, that, um, because apparently Victor wanted, he wanted Victor to coach him, and he made a promise that like, if I do my, my routines without focusing on these crazy spins, like the quads or whatever they're called, then you'll coach me, right? And, you know, one thing about Victor, he's very brain dead half the time. And he said, I'll take, I will do it. But then he kind of skips out, goes and visits Yuri K, who was the Japanese one. And he basically takes him on as a coach. And he's like, I'll show him. And he flies off to Japan. Yeah, Victor, as a character, yeah. he, um, he's a genius, clearly, when it right. comes to ice skating. And everyone loves him, mm -hmm. just his presence. Is... He's very handsome, too. I mean, he can't, he can't... Oh, yeah, he can do no wrong. But he is also very spacey. He is a very spacey character. And also, one of the things that I noticed a lot is that when he talks, there's like his mouth makes a heart shape. He's like, hi, Yuri, hi! And like, so he's just like so carefree. He's that genius that's just too carefree for the world. So he's a, he's a, he's a cute character. But um, so when we get to Yuri... Uh, P, the Russian Yuri, and Yuri K, the Japanese Yuri, he realizes that, like, oh, I, I made a mistake. I told him I was going to coach the Russian one, but the Japanese one still wants, you know, I still promised him, so I'm going to hold a fancy competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else would you do? What else would you do? I'd make my two little Yuri boys fight for me on yeah. the ice. But this is We're not going to do it in the streets. We're going to do it on the ice. <laughs> And I love how he did it uh -huh. yeah. because he said, I'm going to create both of your choreography, right? but it is up to you to show me what you can do with it. Mm. And so he presents these two very opposite mm -hmm. 
choreography. Well, because and also one thing to mention is is that Yuri K is also very like meek. He's very like shy, and Yuri P, the Russian one, is very rough and tumble and aggressive. So it kind of leads into the styles as he's making it, you know, as he's as he's explaining the program. So yeah, and it seems obvious when he's presenting it which one would go with which person. The mo- songs is called "On Love," and there's kind of two variations of it. Yeah. One is. Agape versus Eros. Eros, yes, which, for those who don't know Latin, so essentially, Victor gives a song that there's two different versions of. One is this, like, sweet and tender one that's based on unconditional love. So it's very sweet, almost ballet-like. And then there's another one called Eros, which is very, like, Spanish flamenco style. There's a lot of, like, like a lot of that style. And it's, but it's also sexual love. And so, obviously, if you were to ask any one of us who were watching the show, we'd say, Yuri P would get the Eros and Yuri K would get the Agape. There, that fits their personalities. But you know, what will happen there, there, Christine? Victor said, "No, I want you to show me the opposite. <laughs> get into character with it. Get some inspiration for it, and uh-huh. show me what you got." Yeah, and they both were not able to do this for the most part. They are like very much not like I. I think you think see that like. Yuri P doesn't know, he's not good at being innocent, so he's just like, you know, how do we do this? Like, don't, don't. He's like stomping around, and he's like, how am I supposed to be agape? And then Yuri K has to think, how can I be sexual when he's, A, never had a girlfriend, never been a tra- never had a relationship for the lack of a matter, and so, so he has to kind of visualize what would make him, you know, think of this sexual love that he now has to portray, and what is, what is that all about? It's- kind of strange it, it makes them seem like they're very juvenile right yeah even though they're both in their early 20s I right believe. i think european might be a little younger he might be 19 because he's just entering seniors right he's yeah like an 18 19 year old but still it's like they do make them seem very juvenile or that very one-dimensional in who they are as people so so yuri decides that his yuri k mind you <laughs> that his attraction is going to be towards <gasps> pork cutlet balls uh, and i mean i understand like the setup made sense he's like what is something that you can't stop thinking about and when you think about it it just takes over your attention and your passions and food to the most part you can think elicits that need that passion that but every time he was like talking about how he's going to execute his moves he's like I'm a sexy little pork cutlet bowl. I'm a sexy little pork cutlet bowl. Look at me. I'm pork cutlet bowl. Look at me. I'm pork cutlet. I know he doesn't do that. Like he doesn't do like a hey mumbo jumbo while he's doing it. But he, it's just like it really threw me off that like Yuri knows anything about sex in general. Um, and I'm just like, okay, buddy, keep doing it. And then Victor doesn't help at all. Victor's like, no. yes, wrap yourself in the egg. You know, fry that chicken cutlet. You do it, buddy. And he's like, I'm doing it, Smith Master. I'm doing it. I'm being a little dwarf colorful. You put the steam rice in. I'm just like, what's happening? But still, it seems to work. And um, uh, But another thing that's interesting, as I said, Victor's a very handsome guy as well, um, is that Victor um, is naked a lot. That's the first thing about him. And the second, and then my favorite one was that he was like in a split, like doing like stretches in, in the hot tub, completely sitting there while he was talking to people in the hot tub. That, that takes some guts. <laughs> and the second thing is he elicits a lot of crazy reactions out of women that he interacts with in the show. Oh, yeah. Um, you actually got your first explanation of uh, the, the female nosebleed. In fact, I would say 
you know, you're not visually seeing my wife here, but I would say my wife looks like the the owner of the of the skating rink there. I have to say, I she has the glasses. Her a lot, like a big fan of ice skating. Would I believe if you didn't do the profession you do now, you would actually run an ice skating rink and like watch young men, uh, you know, do pirouettes and stuff like that. And she was very, very in, into what both Victor and everybody else had to offer. Like, t- what what happened? What was her reaction to all that? I stuff? mean, she was a cheerleader for all of them. I know. I love that about her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, she got so excited mm-hmm. at points that all of a sudden she would be gushing extreme yes. amount of blood out of her nose. It's very disturbing. I know. And and I know I've explained to you that that means that the person, it's like a, a visual representation of sexual arousal. But in this case, it's like so intense that it like is a rocket of blood that like shoots her backwards. I was like, man, this woman is, is, is thirsty for Victor, man. Let me tell you. So, so I don't think he reciprocated. No, I, as we get to know, she is barking up the wrong tree, or she's shooting blood at the wrong tree, really. Um, but yeah, so so what are some other takeaways you took from the first three episodes? I think what we're learning at this point is that Victor and Yuri's relationship mm. may be a little bit more than just a coach and his apprentice. They're ready to serve each other lots of beef ball. That's what we're kind of kind of getting to. So yeah, one of the things that I'm, you know, I need a little bit of research on myself uh, to kind of explain to you about this genre because I don't know very much about it. I know a lot about shonen, seinen, the stuff that's kind of geared towards men. Um, uh, it is a very male-centric, you know, art, artistry of anime a lot of times with a lot of female influence. But this genre, yaoi, is by women for women. And it actually started as women writing fan fiction, much like one of your favorite properties, Twilight, or other properties like Fifty Shades of Grey. It was women writing these individual stories about boy love, essentially, is what Yaoi's all about. Um, the name also comes from a portmanteau of the words Yamanashi, Ochinashi, Iminashi, which means no climax, no point, no meaning. <laughs> what it means is this is essentially smut for women. And it has to, it doesn't have to go anywhere, is what Yaoi means. Okay. (laughs) But I love that that's what it's meant for. (laughs) And there's kind of two different art and things that, like some things that I got out of it on my resources. The first thing is that there's, much like we learned about girlfriend archetypes, there's archetypes for Yaoi characters. The first is the, what's called the seme. And that is what what we would call in American terminology, the sexual top or the active pursuer, so to speak. And then you've got the uke, which is the sexual bottom or the passive one being pursued. And it's less about, you know, aggressive dominance over not. It's more about like pursuing versus not pursuing okay. and being pursued. And I think what you're finding in this show is that, you know, Victor is the semi in the situation yeah. and that Yuri K is the uke in the situation. Um, common themes you'll find in Yahweh are things like forbidden relationships, uh, depictions of rape, tragedy and humor. Um, also, there's a lot of diminished female characters. As you'll notice, this the females in this show are li- non uh, are non-existent for the most part. Yeah, it, I did notice that. Is in Japan, is are gay relationships considered forbidden? Yes, and that's a really good point, Christine. I think what you'll find is that while it's not um, necessarily illegal, it is very frowned upon as as a social norm. And so, one of the things that women like to portray in these yaoi's is a homosocial world meaning that there's no homophobic relations and no point in Uranus and no part in these yaoi's are people going, look at those gay men doing their thing. They're, they're essentially showing a world in which this is what happens when men are just forced to have, allowed to have the love that they're, they're able to have. I see. 
Right. Um, and it's, but one thing that's interesting, this is something that like I have to disclaim is that we are two cis straight people talking about gay culture. So everything we say here is going to be surface level, but, um, but this is kind of like, Yahweh kind of is more for the admiration and pleasure of women. It's, it's at service of women. Um, and, uh, but then there's another genre called Bada, which is similar to Yahweh, but it's men love. So this is written by gay men for gay men. Uh for the express purpose of gay men having that relationship. Um, So once again, a disclaimer aside, um, one thing I want to point out is that Yuri and Ice got a lot of credit from the LGBTQIA community for its depiction of the relationship that Yuri and Victor has. So spoiler alert, they have a a male and male relationship. So, um, so what, so what did you, what were you taking from it? What are some things that you took from their relationship together? that you might not see in other places. Like the first thing I noticed was um, they didn't, none of them were caricatures of gay men, right? right? None of them, uh, you know, they were just normal people who just happened to be gay. I think that was the first thing you'll find in the show. Cause if you watch figure skating, a lot of times people have that depiction of men who do figure skating and what they feel, you know, the, the, the dicky buttons of the world, the ones that are like very flamboyant and all yeah, that stuff. I, yeah. I mean, they didn't really play, too much into mm-hmm. flamboyancy. Right. It, they did, you know, there were certain things where it makes sense for ice skating. You got to mm-hmm. think about the costume. There's feathers and, and glitter and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and even Yuri P in Russia, how mm-hmm. he took on ballet. It was mm-hmm. interesting in that mm, scene yeah. how they talked about he wants to be female. He wants to be feminine when he does mm. his moves. So he really leaned into ballet. Right. Which was beautiful. And it wasn't like he walked in and said, I want a more feminine, you know, artistry. No one said like, but you're a boy. No one ever questioned no. that. Which I thought was really great. Um, and, it, and it normalized the romance and didn't focus as much on the sex. Yeah, it, it was very flirtatious. Right, right. Um, but it, it didn't seem to cross any lines. Mm-hmm. At least I, I only saw the first few episodes and right. didn't see it, their relationship really progress really far. No. They just play into subtle little things where, right. you know, Yuri is really nervous and mm. Victor will put his his hand subtly mm-hmm. on, on his shoulder mm. or um, the scene where his lips are really chapped on the Oh, ice. yeah. <laughs> He's like, let me get that for you. And it's like, <laughs> And there's a really close, sensually circles Yuri's lips and stuff like that. <laughs> I think you and I both looked at each other and like, well, that was subtle. <laughs> And then not only that, but also like things like he's like, well, what do I, what do I want to think about when I want to depict arrows? And then he looks right at, at Victor and Victor goes, Whoo! he gives that like, Ooh, kind oh, of thing. Yeah. So it, it, it's playful. It's playfully it's flirty. It's really playful. It does mm-hmm. it in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting though, that this is made for women. Mm, yes. And that they focus on these male characters who are kind of dealing with their sexuality and mm-hmm, how to approach mm-hmm. relationships right. and, and even be public about it. Mm. Um, I just, I, I think that's really interesting that there is mm-hmm. a Japanese subculture for women who mm-hmm. embrace that really well. Right. Yeah, I think that's interesting. There's this one uh, subculture in Japan called uh, Fujoshi, which means rotten girl. And, but those are women that also like yaoi because of its kind of more pornographic nature. Um, and I think, but what I also think about this, like male boy love romance, just like Yuri on Ice is, 
is that, and maybe you can speak more to this than I could ever could, but what a lot of women say who enjoy this genre is that there's no, it's love without the power dynamic. So when you watch, especially if you watch romance in, 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 in a heteronormative relationship, there's a power dynamic. Usually it's like uh, a boss to a secretary or just like the social norms that make women less than men in these societies. And so why I've, I've heard a lot of women who like Yaoi is because it takes that power out of it and you can just focus on the romance. But does that, does that kind of speak to you as an American or is that something That different? does resonate with me. Mm -hmm. um, there, so a couple of things. The first thing is how women are depicted in mm -hmm. rom-coms mm -hmm. specifically mm -hmm. um, in American culture are mm. really cringeworthy. They really play into stereotypes of the woman who is, poor me, I need to be saved by a man. Um, like Made in Manhattan is like a perfect example of this. Like, Don't you dare because <laughs> I love J-Lo. <laughs> I had to poke the bear when I could. <laughs> I know you're J-Lo. But I know where you're going with this. Let's say that J-Lo did do that movie. And, and you just talked about the story alone. It's a maid who has like a billionaire that loves that loves her. Yeah. And like it gives her purpose even though she's like a, pers a, a service worker. It's, it, it, but that's a power dynamic. Like even though love's part of it and they don't care about the power dynamic, it still exists. There, right? there always is some sort of portrayal of that. Mm -hmm. in yeah men and women in in front of a camera for some reason mm -hmm. it, they, yeah. it, it never seems to get it quite right it always kind of plays that up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um as a woman watching two men exploring a potential romantic relationship i have to say um you know obviously i'm a person who mm -hmm. is very open and mm -hmm completely supportive of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I root them on. Mm -hmm. it's, and it's very easy to root them on, really. It's not like, not like they're like structurally flawed human beings. Just like one is like trying to find himself. The other one is, is kind of at the end of his career and they're just kind of finding each other in this midway. Yeah, I mean, Yuri, not a lot of stress in that. Yuri is the type of person who is very hard on himself. Right. Right. He doesn't have a lot of self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Victor sees him in a crowd when he feels like no one else sees him mm. and sees who he could be. Right, and right. that, that you know, that's something that we all aspire for in a partner. Mm -hmm. But there definitely is a little bit of a power dynamic mm. that we we can't just ignore talking about. Like because Victor, yeah. Victor is you know, the experienced one with actual professional career. experience too. He's got like actual accolades and sponsorships and he has money and influence yeah, and stuff like that. He's treated like a celebrity in mm -hmm. town. Um, and so Yuri is the person who just lets Victor take the lead mm. and um, takes more of that submissive role. Mm. I see. Yeah, there's there. It still has that little bit of that problematized aspect that we were talking about before, and I think it does. But but there's but relationships are complicated, and I think it it leads into that. Like it lets it be what it's going to be, and I you know because I don't I don't need relationships to be perfect. I just need them to be real and and show those kind of things. And one um, other thing that because uh, this got a lot of great 
positive reviews from the LGBTQ community, specifically the figure skating community mm. that loved it. I know uh, you're a huge fan of Adam Rippon, who yeah. when he uh, was in one of his championships or I think at the Olympics, he was holding um, a, a pillow from a character with a character of Nice on it. So he likes the show. And we also watched an interview with Johnny Weir, who's, who really supports Yuri yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's and, you know, especially Adam Rippon, who I think you can speak on a little bit, especially for what he did at Sochi is really important. And maybe you can expound on that. I think, well, what's, yeah, certainly the dynamic of going to the Russian Olympics mm -hmm. and being an openly gay athlete mm -hmm. was a very big deal. Mm -hmm. And it just shows you how certain parts of the world really just aren't, um, accepting mm -hmm. of people just because of their sexuality. And I appreciate that actually in the, in Yuri on Ice, that they have a Russian, a few Russian characters mm -hmm. involved in it mm -hmm. and say, Hey, you know, they, you know, Cause it, it doesn't matter where you're from. Mm -hmm. you can have those tendencies too although putin says no there's no gay men in, in my country you know th this show is saying that yes it's make it visible and make it represented and stuff and we talked about this it's great that for two of one of the less hetero more heteronormative societies like russia which it's illegal to be gay and japan which is just it's a tis -tis situation that, that the two main characters they're both come from that sh that country. I think that's a really strong statement yeah. to have those two be that. And then one last thing that we're going to kind of jump up before we jump off to the rest of the show is um, there was a disappointment that people had in the show in the first kiss that they had in that the arm was blocking the kiss between Victor and, and Yuri. That must have come past episode we, five. We, we, before we rewatched it, we definitely got to that point. Um, I don't think you remember because you didn't have to watch that part of for this for us to prepare for this. But they had their first kiss in like episode seven, I think, and it, there was an arm blocking it, and, oh. and so there's still that Japanese sentiment of like we still can't be too explicit about it, and that was a little bit of disappointment. Well, at least they didn't pixelate it like they do. <laughs> He jumps in, he tries to kiss him, and there's this big pixelated head. Oh my god, that would be that would be too much. And you know what? There's like cases of horror in which there's like actual blood happening, and they do pixelate that stuff. Oh gosh. But like, that, that would be insane. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that'd be the worst. Alright, so we're gonna go and uh, end up on, on episode four and five, and we're really gonna talk about the sport of figure skating. Yeah. The first question I have is, did it discuss and or explain the sport well? And I know that what's crazy about this show, and I know for me as someone who doesn't really watch the sport, is when they're explaining it, like the championships, the event, what happens during it, they go through like these very quick cut scenes of going like, and then we go this, and I was like, I couldn't follow it. Yeah. But you knew it, so maybe you could follow it. So tell me, did it discuss the sport well? Did it explain it well? As someone who knows the sport very well, Yes, I think they did a good mm. job with it. Mm. I I think they almost expect you to. Mm. Like, they're not <laughs> expecting you to be like me, who's like, just for the sake of anime and for a podcast, I'm going to watch this, or just so my wife can enjoy one? I don't think you need to right. in order to watch it okay. and enjoy it. Um, just for lots of different reasons. Mm. But I, I felt like I already had a 
a hand up on it because right. I already knew a lot about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, there are things that they say that they mention like about, toe loops and yeah. triple lutzes. And I was like, I don't know what those are, but you, you, know, don't, you, but you don't need to. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. But right? it's it's did he land it or did he not land it? It's what you really, need to really know. impressive when you know ice skating to hear the different quadruples. Because those are really hard, right? They're very hard. When they mention <laughs> that they're going to do it at the end of a program, because you're gas by that point, right? Yeah, I, it's it's beyond beyond very 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 challenging. Wow! Oh my god! So. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the let's just talk about the sport and the figure skating itself. We talked about the motion looking really good. Yeah. Did you think that when they did their program that it a looks like an actual program? Did it look good? Did it look like something a figure skater would do? Did they make it like a superpower in which a person spins four hundred feet in the air and lands on the ice? Like what 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 did you take in terms of its reality versus being good figure skating? Yeah. So first, there is there are two different programs. Right. Right. So there is a short program and there is a long program. Right. They um, they touched on both of those, at least in the episodes that yeah. we watched. Um, and I we really just kind of like met the short programs for like the first three, yeah, first three episodes because that's right. what kind of get your foot in the water of it before you get the long program. I right? have to say a lot of it is really, is very realistic. Mm -hmm. um, first, the music that they use is so professional oh my god yeah and in fact i think we're gonna play probably the music while you explain this so yeah. go ahead christine yes like while that. we listen to a little bit of eros a little <laughs> passionate merengue and ooh, i can hear it now so uh yeah, yeah like, like let's talk about yuri's performance for example like it was it really spanned the entire rank very well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it didn't speed things up to an unreasonable right. rate and it didn't set it wasn't too much. Right, like we see sometimes, like we watched another gymnastics anime preview in which someone did a flip and he almost touched the ceiling. Like it, it actually like had the height right, it had the speed right. It wasn't, there was no flashing or like powering up. There was no cartoonification of it. It was- No, it was very realistic. Mm -hmm. It showed when, you know, he wobbled or mm -hmm. like he didn't get the landings quite mm -hmm. right because that's very realistic when mm -hmm. you do very, very hard jumps, especially mm -hmm. in the beginning of a season, people tend to mess it up. Right. So in that sense, I would say it was great. I know, I haven't watched other sports animes, mm -hmm. but I know from what I've heard from you and Garrett, mm -hmm. like the tennis anime, that they have more of like a superpower mm -hmm. that's involved in it. Mm -hmm. This, I would say, is really just about what humans can be capable can of right. in ice skating. And what I thought was interesting is that like, I don't feel like I could, I understood the scoring very, very well, because I think you and I both acknowledge this, that, like, Yuri had his long-form program where he did the signature Yuri on Ice music, and I'll play that as well right now, the Yuri on Ice song, which is beautiful. The They actually danced to this song at the uh, at the competition. Uh, I think Kenji Miyamoto did that. Um, is that he got first place even though he jumped and went face first into a wall okay, one I... that busted his face <laughs> wide open and he still got first place i know you and i were like i'm like is, is that is that let a me, deduction is blood a deduction <laughs> because of all the competitions i've ever seen i have never seen someone bash their face <laughs> in. and if you do that there is a no non-erotic nosebleed either he just like straight up broke his nose there's no way you're finishing <laughs> that that competition 
that was outrageous. It's also like a health hazard to have like people skating your blood now. Was your frozen blood on the ice? He was just lit. He literally was like, spin and bam. <laughs> and then he got first place. I was like, mm. I'm like, I'm sure someone did it. Maybe because he did things that were difficult. I don't know. Cause you, you told me that like technical, the more technical points you have. And now that's where figure skating going. You want to do harder stuff more than you do want to do it well. And I think yeah. that's, it makes people do a lot of risky stuff. And so yes. maybe that's what happened here. Yes. Uh, Ice skating used to be much more about the artistic qualities mm -hmm. of it, but, you know, some coaches and some athletes have realized that once you incorporate a lot more jumps into it, a lot more difficult mm -hmm. jumps, then you can just rack up the points. And so that changes the sport a bit. I think, I appreciate, um, and I don't know how long ago this anime was, uh, it's 2017, so it was about three, three, four years ago. Okay. Well, it right kinda, after Sochi. It, it kind of brings you back to what it was about, and it may have been just kind of at the cutting edge mm -hmm. of where all these um, really, really challenging mm -hmm. jumps have come more into play, but didn't really take away from it right. back then. Because I want to liken it to like a basketball player who used to just do a lot of layups and dunks are now just shooting straight up half-court shots over and over and over again, just knowing that they're each three points. So yeah, what's, shoot. The, what's what? the fun in watching that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so uh, so, so I, I honestly think that I really liked it. I think visually for me, one of the things that I, I thought was a little distracting for me is that it's very tough to do both the movement of the skater with the illusion of him gliding on, on, on ice. It kind of looked like the ice was the stationary object and the guys were moving on it. Yeah. I thought that, but I mean, I'm, I can only ding it so but much. How, for that. how could you right. really do it better than that without mm -hmm. using the real thing? Right. And, and so I, I give it a little bit of a ding for that, that it kind of gave me a little bit of distraction, but I did like that. It wasn't just them spinning and doing lots of, they also did a lot of performing aspects, a lot of the poses and the, and it, a lot of times it wasn't just about what they were performing. It right. was about their internal dialogue. Going so rule head. number, rule number two of sports anime, which is it's talked exclusively by internal monologues and external observers. It holds true in this. It, like, it can't just, you can't just watch figure skating. You have to have to watch someone going, like, is he going to do that a third triple in a row? Or is he going to do this? Oh, is he, is he, what's he thinking about? What's the story that he's coming up with? And that was a question I had. I'm like, do people literally have stories where they're going, like, now here comes the lover as she does this? I, did they do that in figure skating was a question I had. But. I mean, I've never done competitive ice skating myself. <laughs> Um, but like, do the announcers do that? Like, here comes the part where the princess jumps over oh, the castle no, walls. No, like, no, no, no. okay, because like, that's what they did in this anime. And I'm like, I mean, that would make it exciting if we're telling a story <laughs> while Adam Rippon was doing his third triple lutz or whatever it's called. It's important as an artist mm -hmm. to have that inspiration right. and to have that to get you through a very, very difficult performance. Mm -hmm. And it is a performance. It's right. not necessarily the same as certain athletes who right. are just running down a field mm -hmm. and scoring. It has subjective judging. It does. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's the one thing I always, I always have trouble figuring out, like, the difference between like the subjective judging aspect versus the athleticism. But this show does a pretty decent job of explaining that to me. So I feel like I have a little bit more understanding of figure skating now. And it seems that it's got the accuracy that um, we're looking for in this show. Um, but before we close up, uh, Christine, I almost called you Garrett. Christine, 
we, with the, what we do here is there's two questions that I ask uh, Garrett that I'm going to ask you here. The first is, are you going to keep watching? Would you, would you keep watching this show? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, we watched the, we ended up with the fifth episode where he goes, my theme is love and it's my love for Victor. And it was a nice big moment and it was a very emotional moment for you. Oh. Yeah. And with not having the Olympics this year, mm. I need this. It was like an itch you needed scratch. Yeah. You know, and it did a good job Completely. of it. Um, and so what are some hopes that you have? That's one thing I like knowing that you've got a few more episodes ahead of you. These usually go about 13 episodes per season, probably get another seven there. I might, there might be a second season of it. What do you hope happens? What do you hope to see? What do you hope to learn? I, I obviously root for the main character, Yuri. Mm -hmm. I want to see him continue to succeed and mm -hmm. continue to build himself up mm -hmm. and grow into the person that he wants to be. Mm. So you're more focused on his ice skating accomplishments over the romance itself. No, I, I, I don't, I, I don't exclude one from the other. Right. I obviously the emotional part of it too is seeing how he is with Victor. Mm -hmm. The only thing that bugs me a little bit with Victor mm -hmm. is that he is very surface level mm. in the way that he interacts. Like, mm -hmm. he never really needs to work hard right. to get what he wants. Right, right. Um, so you don't really get to see his vulnerabilities mm. as much. I hope that maybe we get to see a little bit more You only that. get, like, a sniff of, like, his inner turmoil of being, like, kind of almost done with his career essentially yeah you only get a little whiff of it and he but you don't really dive into it in the first six, uh episodes and i i want to see that more um is there anything else you're hoping to find out from this show i wonder how yuri p ends up i i yeah just hearing yuri p's i was like what was happening <laughs> i'm sorry oh, now i'm now I'm, I'm caught up here i just i wonder if he softens as well mm -hmm. Um, Do you think they're setting up a love triangle? Because I'm not sure with Yuri P. Because I know he um, admires Victor. I don't think he's don't in think love with Victor. I don't think it's the same as Yuri either. So. No, but I think that he has a lot to develop with his character. He's still pretty as young well. as, as with the other characters, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that's good. And I hope that you get to find that out because I'm sure we'll have it again in this house. Uh, but the last thing that we usually do is what's called the Weeban Noob score, and you're this. This is more of a super noob score. Ooh. Now I have to explain this to you, much like I would everybody else for the first time. The Weeban Noob score doesn't say whether it's good or not. It pretty much explains whether it, what priority it should have in your overall digest of the show. So if you give it a high score, it pretty much means don't even listen to this podcast anymore. Go out, go out and watch it now. A low score means just like no, it's there, and just like give it a month or two, or don't even watch it at all. But, or there's other ways, things that resemble this. It also means it's really tough to watch if it's got a low score. So um, I'll start first. I would give this show, honestly, a nine. I think it exemplifies a new genre for me, and I think that's exciting for me. Um, I think for what it's doing to the genre for people who might not normally watch it, I'm super appreciative of it. I, I appreciate what it's doing. I think visually it's stunning. I think the music hits it out of the park. So even though while this is not the story that I tend to glom on, the exterior components of it, the music, the visuals, the, the, the motion, the sport, the, the romance, like I think all together it would still make it interesting enough for me to keep watching. And I bet like all the women that are listening to this would probably hit me with a harpoon if they heard me say bad about the show because this show is loved by the ladies. Um, and your wife. And my wife, <laughs> who is also a lady. 
Um, so, so Christine, what is your super noob review of the score? What do you give it out of 10? I mean, I have to give it a really high score. It has really everything I could ask for. It mm-hmm. has the topic that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. It has some really sweet romantic elements to it. It has characters that you root for. Mm, yeah. Um, and it is just visually beautiful to watch. Completely, and completely it just, agree. it's a feel good type of show. I, I did. I didn't, I don't think there's like, while there was conflict and there was like stuff that I was like, Oh, I feel bad for that. Like, I don't feel like it, it necessarily disappointed me in any way, shape or form. Like it didn't, it wasn't dead in any way, shape or form. It didn't have like shallow cues of like, Although they did have a, a, a spoiler at a point where an animal got hurt, and I was not happy with that. But that's a different story for a different time. I think those are just, that's cheap emotions in my <laughs> mind. Uh, so, so what what's the overall number score that you want to give it? I'd give it a nine point five. There we go. I knew that was coming too. I, that is not a surprise to me at all. But <laughs> I, I think yeah, I think you know of the stuff that I made you watch, this has got to be one of the best ones you've got. Yeah, of course. So I know you're going to keep watching. It's really exciting. It means. And so it's good. That means I can also cater things that I know you like. And, and there are no jiggly boobs in it. So yes. Yes. But there's plenty of like V's to the man's crotch area. So <laughs> well, that, depending on what, you, you know, what kind of gutters you're looking for in your, in your body sh- shape, you get plenty of that with Victor. Uh, <laughs> so well, thank you, Christine, for being a wonderful and super supportive ho- co-host, guest host. Um, and it's always important to hear your thoughts because you are my partner in life, but also my partner now in anime watching. And it's important to, to see that there is anime that is more female based mm-hmm. because anime just seems like a very male driven type of mm-hmm. thing. Right. Absolutely. I want to hear your thoughts. Was your a nice the type of show that really kind of really got you excited about the idea of figure skating and anime in general? Uh, did you like the visuals and the music and the motion of figure skating, or something that didn't really quite hit your palate because of you know the, the subject matter, or just like didn't quite hit your palate? Um, let us know in the comments below because we really want to hear your thoughts on the story. Um, once again, subscribe to our anchor as well as uh, give us a five star review on anywhere your podcasts are found. Uh, before we close, uh, Christine, do you have any final last sentence thoughts about uh, urine ice? I love ice skating. <laughs> and that's good enough for us. So her and I are going to go in a duet in which we try triple lutzes and, and triple axles and anything else that com- combines double, triple with some random word. And we're all going to give you a fantastic see you next time. Bye.